on the floor, half death and stuff like that. And then, uh, of course, there's no no doctor and nothing there. So, But there was one in the audience, he said, he read once a book about a doctor who saved someone. He can help, so. <laughs> so, so he took a tape. Welcome to Vanzig Studios Music Podcast. Mickey Squeeze and Carly Quinn are here. We are guitar player and bass player for Misfit Saints and Midnight Mob, both of which you can listen to on Spotify. And new Misfit Saints hit November 30th. The song is called Trailer Thrash. So Trailer Thrash. Check that shit out. Um, we are very, very happy with that song and um, we want everybody to hear it. Simple as that. Today's phone call we have with a man from Switzerland, Beatman. He is from Bern, Switzerland. He is a co-founder of Voodoo Rhythm Records, um, based out of Bern, Switzerland. Uh, he holds down a small record shop as out of there as well, and he has a bunch of bands on his label, of which you can listen to uh, all the compilations that he puts out, including the brand new one, compilation number five, uh, Voodoo Rhythm Records, uh, on Spotify. And it's and, awesome. Yeah, I mean, we found a lot of really great um, new music that we didn't even know existed. And um, this this dude is the definition of, you know, grassroots, fucking just lifer, rock and roller, punk rocker, gonna make it work. I love music and let's create a fucking gigantic community around it. And if no one's going to distribute my music, I'm going to distribute it. And if no one's going to distribute your music, I'll find a way to distribute your music too. Yeah, he's a Swiss punk goblin and he's amazing. And that's where he created Voodoo Rhythm Records in the early 90s. He talks about all about that, traveling around the world, pimping other bands' music, um, trading records all over the world, door-to-door salesman kind of shit. And it's pretty amazing story of him uh, and, and all, all the things he has accomplished over the years uh, and up until today putting out his new music again Voodoo Rhythm Records compilation number 5 check that on Spotify as well as The Monsters which is a band that was founded um, him and his buddies founded in the 80s I believe the mid 80s and uh, just put out a new album and what is that album called Carl? Your Class I'm Trash and you can check out some of those uh videos uh, on the website voodoorhythm.com as well as all the merchandise and all the other bands merchandise and they do ship worldwide so if you dig what you see you'll get it just put the order in fucking beatman will do it himself and i'll send it along uh super awesome guy to talk to here's one of those things where you hang up and you're like man i just want to go hang out with him right now and just I still want to hang out with him right now. It's been yeah. like a couple hours since we got off the phone with him, and I want to see him still. So Carly and I got to figure out a way to Switzerland at some point, and then we'll go hang out with Beatman. Uh, but until then, you can enjoy all his music as easy through Spotify. Super simple. Um, but also, there's plenty of LPs available through the website. So check out VoodooRhythm.com. And for all things Vanzig Studios, VanzigStudios.com, Vanzig Studios on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, if you want to get on the podcast or you want us to talk about you or something or, I don't know, we'll figure something out, you can send an email to airheads at rock, no, airheads at vanzigstudios.com. Airheads at rockcock.com. <laughs> yeah, so Rockyourcocks.com. If, <laughs> if you want to start a conversation, you could also DM me through Instagram as well. 
Uh, I'm responsive to that, but you can also send an email to airheads at vanzigstudios.com. And um, I think that's it. Anything else, Carl? Stay trashy, turds. That's right. Peace out. Really, really strange. So, yeah, totally. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, thank you so much for getting on this uh, this call, man. Your, uh, your music's awesome. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm really yeah. digging it. And um, so, you know, it's really interesting. So we, we did a little deep dive on, you know, of your past and all that stuff. And you've been doing this yeah. for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you know you were a lifer? Like, do you know you were doing this for the, your whole life back in, like, I yeah. guess the 70s? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew that. I knew that already from the beginning on. That's my past. That's what I want to do. So, But more more clear it went when I think the end end of 20s, uh, when it got really clear. So then it, I say, that's, that's, that's me. You know, yeah. everybody has to find himself. Who who are you? What are you doing in in this life? And where are you? And uh, what are what are you good in this community you're living in? So, and mine is uh, making strange music and fuck <laughs> up heads of other people. So, <laughs> was there was there like an artist that you saw back in the day that was like, I want to do that. I want to do this. Yeah, so I saw many shows when I was very young. So I, I saw. Iron Maiden very early or Motorhead, but mm-hmm. then in 1985 or so I saw the Cramps. I, I went to we went to watch the Cramps and this blew me away. This was for me wow. This is like fuck. This is rock and roll. That's what I want to do. <laughs> and nice. Yeah. Since then, uh, live music became very important for me. I go. Since since I was like uh, twenty years old or earlier, like every week to five five shows at least to watch. I see That's every awesome. time in town, everything. So now, since you're like a one man band, sometimes, uh, what was your first instrument? Yeah, mo- mostly that's my it's my it's my money job. What my man mo- is my money job. So, and my first instrument, uh, my father gave me the guitar, and he he played in a like a in a in a garage band in a in the in the fifties and sixties with his friends, and he gave me his guitar, and this uh, was the start of uh, my career making music so my parents actually they sent me to guitar school to learn to play the guitar but uh it was not what i wanted you know i saw acds in the in the tv you know and i wanted to play like i just young you know then i went to the guitar school and they played like playing 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 like bullshit like that so so it was totally not for me I, i went one hour there and said fuck you so so i tried to make this whole guitar playing i learned that all by myself bought a little book 100 tips or thousand tips for guitar playing and, and then i made it yeah okay and then you went start just dicking around in drums and other instrument instruments because you do harmonica too correct yeah no no it's the guitar uh, in the beginning uh, you know i i i, I did not have a role model of a one-man band that didn't exist so i didn't know what that is a one-man band so I started uh, uh, playing just uh, with my guitar. I had a kit, kick drum as a foot, so I stand up. Then I, mm-hmm. one year later, got a bit boring with that. So, so I uh, and really exhausting when you stand and you kick on this kick drum. And so <laughs> I 
to sit down and sit down I used a hi-hat as well so so since then it's kind of a kick drum and hi-hat so that's a one-man band that's with awesome that, with that you can make like a whole lot of music you can play the kick drum different you can play the hi-hat different the guitar you can uh, play like a full-on band if you have only that minimal equipment yeah you got you got a lot of options yeah totally but you have to use it really smart and clever so i know also a lot of one-man bands they they all uh, that they sound the same then after a while so i try to avoid that and try to bring out a little bit the more the creative part of it for sure i mean you could definitely put yourself in the corner you know with you know the guitar a hi-hat and a kick drum and yeah. vocals and you really have to kind of think how am i going to make this more interesting on the next record or different yeah. enough it's to be it's a challenge it's a total challenge and it's great it's a great challenge it's a super minimalistic challenge and for me it's like a brain fuck challenge it's really great <laughs> Now back like when you started um so in the mid 80s you started the monsters correct Yeah Okay and when you, that now that's a full band and you do guitar vocals in that band and how many others are in there Yeah we uh, I, I was first uh, like a second guitar player then in the beginning we had a lead guitar player and a drummer and a bass player so and then uh, I, I took over the whole guitar section. And so we are kind of a three on stage, guitar, bass and drums. In, in, you know, I'm from Bern, Switzerland. It's a very small town. So there, there is no rock and roll culture or not a big mm. music culture as well. So, so we had to squat uh, a house and we squatted the house. It was a really old house. And we make, uh, it was in the beginning 80s was that. So we make like... Uh, parties in the house where we have records uh, with uh, Gene Winston rockabilly stuff and and punk stuff and, and 60 stuff and stuff like that but uh, the, the, the floor you know we're dancing the, it was so bad the house it was, the, the records were always kipping so we had uh, we had the idea to to cover those songs and uh, make a band so <laughs> so that uh, uh, and then we started a band but we were so bad that we couldn't even make covers of those songs so uh, we wrote our own songs that kind of was the start of the monsters and i'm just a singer because i have to and i i was always talking i was i'm hyperactive and mm -hmm. um, uh, that's why i'm the singer so how did you do those early shows then? If there's no like rock punk culture from where you're located, how, what were those early shows like? We squatted houses and we squatted places. We went in until the police came. And then when the police came, everybody ran out. So. Oh, nice. So it's like a realist house party, you know, let's set something up and go for it sort of thing. Yes, yes. And the uh, police, there was, you couldn't do that to these days, you know, but for, for, for back then, it was kind of new for the police. Uh, they didn't see uh, young people uh, are so aggressive, you know. Uh, they, they, they take something and they were completely overwhelmed. So, you know, they didn't know what, how to handle that. So, so they came always really late or just one or two cops and they had no chance. So, so, for, so we had a good start, actually. <laughs> but we make uh, quite of a good name and uh, 
we never actually had to look for shows. They, they always came to the shows. They came and came and came and then uh, we toured like constantly. So a lot of shows. When you were touring with like in the eighties, I guess, um, to early nineties, where were you going? How far out from Switzerland were you traveling? Yeah, the, the, the thing was uh, also Switzerland is a very small country and uh, the, the underground culture is, it's, we have a really great underground culture. If you have uh, like uh, for black metal stuff like like, like Celtic Frost or, or mm-hmm. Corn, there mm-hmm. are um, a lot of great bands. So, But it's uh, really small. If you want to tour and make a lot of shows, you have to go outside of Switzerland. And mostly people go to Germany. Germany is like a, a country with the biggest uh, market of underground music so we start uh, after first or second years existing we started already touring outside of switzerland and germany and stuff like that but How then for of- Light- but then for lightning beat man for my one-man band i started that in the early 90s it was uh, way too strange as well for for germans and swiss people this one-man band is super fucked up so and so the Dutch people, they were kind of the first people who really dig it. So they were fucked up in the head as well, and they could take it. So. <laughs> nice. You found, you found some like-minded individuals. <laughs> yes, and there were the Dutch yeah. people, the Holland and yeah. Belgium. They were super fucked. So. Leave it to the Dutch to like it. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long of a drive is that from like Bern to, let's say, the, a bigger city in Germany or um, Holland or something? Uh, Holland is like ten hour drive, so okay. Yeah, and Germany is like could be like four or five hours drives. So. Uh, oh, okay, that sounds so um, bad. So for us, uh, like our equivalent from where we're at would be like Philadelphia, or um, or like driving to like northern part of Virginia or something. Yeah, something like that. Like Maryland, uh, ten yeah. hours we, we could get down to yeah, maybe yeah, you, North you, Carolina. Yeah. You Americans can drive a lot, so I know that. So yeah. it's, it's, it's super easy, and I love to drive in America. It's really great. So. Cool, man. And then, like, so what made you transition into Voodoo Rhythm Records? I mean, you're the founder of it. You started early 90s, right? 92, Kasharia? Yes, it's... Um, it's uh, you know, uh, I had a problem to release my records. That was mm. uh, for our biggest problem, that nobody wanted to... Uh, put out my records they they it's too trash you know it's like a, <laughs> it's, uh you know it, it, it's not like today today it's like it's like normal music i would say but back then it was it's it's too much for the people so i had to make it by myself and while i was releasing my own records i played with many other bands they had the same problem like uh, the roy and the devil's motorcycles for example mm-hmm. one, one of the band of my label and all the other bands, you know, they they uh, they just could not find a label that uh, they got released. So uh, I I I took that as my job to uh, to show the people, hey, there there is music you have to listen to. It's fucking amazing, and nobody wants to put that out. I don't get it. So so uh, I wanted to show the world that there is music that is fucking amazing. It's not mainstream and. Uh, they have no chance, those bands, if I don't put them out. So, and, and I try to give them a platform over that. And how do you go about like doing that? Do you set up distribution through um, like what channels and, and how is that working through that label? 
Yeah, I, I, in the beginning I did everything by myself. So I uh, wrote to other other record labels. So I was trading with other re record labels. So one a one to one deal. You gave me two records of your uh, of your releases. I give you two records of my releases. Stuff like that. And I did that worldwide. So so when I was touring, I was traveling around with kind of a record shop with all those bands. Uh, I was trading and selling on stage. And that's kind of uh, my dis was my distribution. And my bands got distributed as well like that. So you know, it's like. Uh, where you do it yourself, kind of style of distribution. But then uh, with the time, kind of uh, distribution companies, they uh, found out about myself and I started to work with distribution companies as well that then to, to sell a little bit better, better around the world. Wow, that's pretty crazy that you're doing, like you're doing really grassroots, just balls out, hustling work. You know, yeah. if you take a 20 year old today, I mean, Jesus Christ, to get him off the couch to, from Netflix and Facebook or Instagram <laughs> or something like that and jerking yeah, off the porn hub. That's not <laughs> happening. Let alone traveling around worldwide and trading this and promoting other bands. Holy shit. That's, fucking, that's yeah. so far beyond the current person today. You were a traveling salesman, basically. Going door to door were. selling rock music. It's awesome. <laughs> You're just ringing the doorbell. You wear a suit. It's all yeah. fucked up. Hey, you want to buy some CDs or something? Or trade me a, that <laughs> lamp for this or that one? It, it was, yeah, it yeah. was totally, like, totally like that. So, <laughs> Hey, hey guys, I have to go quick down to the shop and tell to my customers that I come back really soon. Huh? Okay, give, oh. me a, give me quite a quick, quick a second. Huh? Give me a quick no a second. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no. Take your time. Sorry. Yep. I'm doing the shop today, so my my worker yeah. he had to go home. He got he got sick, so I took over. So and we have no internet. The barter system at work there. <laughs> so do you have you have an actual storefront? Yeah, we have a record store in the middle of uh, Old Town Burn, and this uh, the the shop is built. Uh, actually, the building is built in, in 1679. Oh, it's a, wow. a su super old. <laughs> and it's oh, uh, we have like crazy. a cave. We have like a cave. It looks like uh, the Cavern Club in in uh, in Liverpool. You know, oh, yeah. yep. it looks like that or store. So, like super old. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, we don't pay a lot, and uh, owners are really friendly. We can play loud music and drink beer. Don't have problems at all. So. Now, as far as your income that comes in, is it? Is it from a combination of your music and the record store? Is it so it's like one hundred percent music is your income? Yeah, it is. But uh the, the you know the record selling the it went down the last ten years. Right. And with streaming. Uh, yeah, with streaming and everything, it's, it got really complicated. But my most income is uh with the one man band. That's my money job. And uh, I have a system that I put all all the money I make, you know, with uh, with shows and everything. I put in one pot, and from that pot, uh, also from the label and the store, and from that that pot we pay all the workers, also, including me. Everybody gets the same salary. So, so okay. uh, but I'm I'm the I'm the gold goose. I'm the I'm the guy to make <laughs> the golden that, that goose. <laughs> yeah, you're the guy. <laughs> and I feed I feed my children too. So. <laughs> nice. Oh, there you go. 
So you, you get a small, you get a, like a piece of um, the axe on your label. Is that how that works? Like you get. I'm sorry. Sorry. Of um, the bands on the label, you get a yeah. piece of their sales, or how does that work with with the label with Voodoo? Yeah, I, when I print, for example, a thousand records, so I I actually pay everything. I pay right. the whole pressing, and I pay pay the studio costs, and I pay all the copyright costs, and then after I make a plus with the record, I make fifty fifty with the bands. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. But uh, but in the beginning they already got like fifteen percent of all the all the records I print. And how did they get on your your label? Do you find them, or do they find you, or how, how's that work? Uh, yeah, I find them. So I play with them, and uh, maybe I see them, and. Uh, stuff like that or they send me demo tapes or I find them a friend tells me and and uh, yeah stuff like that I'm, I'm really I love music if I find something interesting and if I, I think the world has to know that so I, I try to release it oh that's that's awesome man that's uh that's super fair I mean it's very difficult from where we're at you know to to make money <laughs> yeah, as, a, yeah. as a musician because the overhead is so intense over here yeah 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 you know and um it sounds like that you could actually make a living being a musician doing all the stuff that you do so i mean you're probably you're almost like 24 7 though right what all your work yeah putting into it? yeah you know it's not work anymore i stopped uh, fun, yeah. thinking that it, that it's work it's it's my life you know it's uh you know, uh, I stopped. I, I was working as well uh, to make money as an electrician. I was working on construction, you know, and to, to make, just to make money. And then I was waiting for the weekend, then get hammered for the weekend, and then go back to work and stuff like that. And I thought, of, uh, thought to myself, that's that I, this cannot be life, stuff like that. So, so I, I try to overthink myself. What is work actually? What, what, what is work? So, so work must be kind of a part of yourself. That's uh, what you do. And uh, uh, you do that every day. So you, you better do something that you really like. So, and for me, then it is completely changed. So I didn't, I don't, I don't have to go to holidays. You know, for me, every day is holiday when I wake up, when I can do what, what I want to do with music and everything. This is, I don't need holidays from that. So, you know, it's, it's so great. I have such an amazing life. So, and so, same with the weekend. I don't need a weekend. I can go to a concert on Monday or Wednesday or Sunday, Sunday or whatever. I, I don't care. So, you know, it's like, uh, I totally changed that. It's not work what I do. It's 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 my life what I celebrate, kind of. Yeah, it's just every day is a party for you. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> you know, it's, it, that's awesome. Like so many people that are you know unfortunate that can't do that. You know, their every day is a slog of the nine to five, and and then you know the stuff that they like is after that or after something else and. Um, but you're able to yeah, fucking it's pull terrible. all that shit off. No, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a waste of, of quality of human beings, I think. You know, for everybody, we could, we could be f so much further if we are not in this, uh, if, in this situation that we have to do what we don't want to do. You know, it's, it's a pain 
for for the most of the people, probably ninety nine point nine percent, they hate what they do. So what's what's the point of that? That doesn't make sense to me. If I, if I think about that, what the fuck? We could we could be much better if everybody would do what they want. I agree, man. Yeah. I think it's a a waste of life and other talents that will never be seen because they're forced to fucking you know yes, totally work somewhere that yeah. they don't want to work you know and yeah it sucks it definitely sucks and you know your voodoo records the monsters reverend beatman all that stuff is an outlet for a lot of people you know like uh yeah you know just chill work working out driving to work coming home from work you know at work and they're spinning these records and it um, is it is I, I see that on my shows when i make shows i see people they come to my shows and i see their faces you know they are they are down you know they're totally down my job mm -hmm. then on stage is just to blow their heads off you know just to <laughs> explode them and i i see that i totally see that I, I and I I want to I, I I want to save them, you know. I want <laughs> I want to shower them and uh, give them a cold shower, you know. That's my that's my job, and that's my job for the label as well. I want, I, do, I, do, I don't want to give them just another product, just another band. I want to give them something that they never heard of, you know, that they maybe expand their brain a little bit, so you know they they can go further maybe a little bit in in their life stuff like that. That's what I want to do. For sure, man. We were actually talking earlier. We were listening to, um, you know, the, the new Monsters album, Your Class, I'm Trash. Um, yeah. And we were thinking, like, like like-minded people that like this music, those shows yeah. must be fucking explosive. Like, the energy <laughs> coming out oh, of those, yeah. that fucking show must you, be You got to have people swinging from the rafters and, like, banging their heads like crazy for shows like it's oh, yeah. just like it has such an energy to it yeah. yeah hey thank you so much yeah the live shows are much better than the record the record is okay but you have to see us live it's uh we are it's so much fun you know it's like we are a team on stage and we just we freak out we just gave it all it's like so much fun it's like an atomic explosion on stage so and it's fun it's not stupid it's, it's not aggressive or whatever or or dumb or so it's uh uh we just let it out it's like uh you you let the water run and it, it goes and goes and goes so it's like stuff like that i got a i got a question for you regarding the new record so the first single was smell my tongue and then was dead is that yeah or, um why smell my tongue why was that chosen as the first single <laughs> yeah. it's, it's my, one of my favorite songs when we wrote that so we actually wrote the whole record you know in this pandemic year in 2020 or when the lockdown was so we were two weeks in a re rehearsal room and then we wrote the whole album and though that song was kind of a uh, song that sticks in my head for years, you know, it's like also the lyrics, it's it's not actually the lyrics, it's just the thing, but uh, you know, you have a brown tongue if you if you uh, you go to work and you have, you have to like your your boss's asshole, like constantly you have, to be, you have to be, you have to be friendly and you have to polite and please the people, but inside you exploding, you just want to go away, you run away and stuff like that it's a song about that and 
and uh, I love uh, I love this song. It's like a the whole the, the whole rhythm is like a stomping rhythm. You you move. It's like a uh, like a. Uh, Got kind of a skinhead song or something like that, you know, sure. like, boom, boom, like walking, walking through the streets, and that's I like it a lot. So, yeah. yeah, no, I was just curious because from what I mean, from my opinion of listening to it, and from what I've seen on just on the internet of what people were talking about it, it seems like um, blasphemy seems to be yeah. like the, the, the number one like uh takeaway yeah from it's record. so much fun yeah that's that's i love it. it this is one of the songs i you know there was a, was a lockdown here in switzerland and we couldn't play and so i was uh working as pizza delivery co- in a pizza delivery company and they couldn't could uh, can order pizza and i i sing them a song while delivering a pizza and make a little <laughs> bit money and so this was one of my songs I I played for the people <laughs> as an acoustic song, and so we included that also on the new Monsters album. So it's uh, super fun to play. Also, it's super fast with the monsters. You know, I bring the normally the songs into the in the practice space. They're much slower and so, and then that the, those two guys they speed it up. It's like a they it's like a meat wall for the grind it and mm. the, what they do out of the songs. It's amazing. So they just they speed it up. So like, oh, that's interesting. So you write all the music, um, let's say acoustically, uh, and then you bring it into the band, and you yeah. have, you're at like a totally different tempo, and they just do their thing, and you're like, yep, that's what we do. Kind of, kind yeah. Of. You know, I bring the idea like a skeleton, like a skeleton, yeah. and they make the the skin around the. They deform the whole body. It's like a, we are a band. You know, it's not uh, that I I tell them what they have to do. You know, I I, I give. Here's my idea of the song. Let's do something out of it, and they and they working their creative part out of it. And we have a couple of discussion. Hey, cut that off. Cut this in. Make this faster. And this is a stop. And we are really quick in that decisions. It's really good. So, yeah. We were talking about how I I was saying we should do um, yellow snow drink in one of our sets. Yeah, <laughs> you should. Yeah. You yeah. should. We, we want to do a cover of that. <laughs> like a, I want to hear that. Oh like my god, I want to hear that. Dude. We want to do as a like commercial between two songs. Almost. <laughs> oh yeah, and just kind of throw it and be like, "What people? Are like, what the fuck is going on right now?" <laughs> yeah, that's what the people think when we play it live on stage. So it's like, what, the, what, what that shit? I want to come on. <laughs> yeah, it's that, so that's, much fun. That's the reaction. So we much want. fun. <laughs> we want people to think, what the shit? <laughs> they will. <laughs> they will. Good. <laughs> now you you did two um two videos. I saw Dead and Devil Baby. Um, yeah, Devil Baby was interesting. Uh, very artistic, shot very nicely, and everything. But nothing actually happens in it. I was yeah. just, I was curious why that was uh kind of shot that way. Well, because like the the chorus is just very anth- it's anthemic, like a lot of people screaming. Um, yeah, yeah. No, he, I, he, he, I gave it to the director to make it. So it's uh, it's uh, Oscar Pissar. It's a uh, it's a French director, oh, and okay. uh, he said uh, he wanted to make a one shot video of the song. He loves the song, and he wanted to make a one shot. So he's from Paris. And so he found this abandoned uh, train station 
and uh, wanted to shoot everything in in one shot. That was actually his idea, and it okay. kind of works. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool because I I was wondering what kind of building that was that it was just completely decrepit and bombed out. I I would have never guessed it was an old train station though. That's yeah, really old cool. Train station in Paris, so it's uh, it's even even stranger. So yeah, it, it was. I was watching it and kind of seeing the sense of humor and what you guys do. I really wanted to see you guys in your monsters varsity jackets doing the devil baby choruses somewhere in the background. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just <laughs> like just holding a drink or something, just screaming "Devil Baby" in the in the yeah. varsity jacket. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, with the chorus that was uh, built uh, that came up in the studio, the idea it was mm -hmm. not uh, when we wrote the song, it was not that chorus style. So we thought, hey, make, let's make that like a a male chorus out of the of the song, and it works really good. We think so. It's like a. Uh, you hear it one time the song and then it's uh, stuck in your head for for days. It's like a, it's like a little fuck with that song. So, oh for sure, <laughs> the the song "Dead." I mean, that was really interesting. I'm assuming that was a totally different cinematographer involved for that video. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a Swiss guy who made the video clip. And uh, we had to change it like two or three times. So he, had, he, had, he had a big film crew that uh, looks like really big and it was really big. So it, the different cameras and like uh, with uh, drones, you know, flying drones, uh, filming and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, and that also, grandiose manor looking place. Really oh, cool. Yes, it's amazing. It's a really abandoned place as well, somewhere in the middle of Switzerland. And we got that for free. We could use it uh, to film in it. So, and the, the main actor is Mario Batkovic, and uh, is the is this accordion player, this Balkanian or, or accordion player? Make like uh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Also, the song it's uh, was very bizarre. It, it, the song this this dead song was a song I have I play for years. You know, at home it's like a, it's this uh, it's a, it's a riff. You know, I cannot get the get rid of that riff you know it's like sometimes i just play it over and over again like uh, for hours a day and stuff like that then i bring it to the uh, to the rehearsal room and then we make that sound a song out of it and this riff is gone for me then i'm kind of relieved of, the, of that riff so but uh, i was a you. bit cute <laughs> yeah no no it's really uh it's haunting me those riffs sometimes <laughs> and uh, i was uh, quite of happy what uh, what came out of the song i was not uh, i was a bit scared maybe maybe nobody likes it but then my girlfriend heard it the first time and she was like fuck this is the best song i love that song it's really good yeah i was really happy about that so yeah i love the video for it and there was this one um spot and me and carly like i've never seen this fucking thing before it was spinning and then your heads are gigantic so it's like, uh -huh, yeah. like through like a fisheye lens. I, we couldn't it's figure like out a fisheye yeah. kaleidoscope. Yeah, yeah, it was wacky. It, it, yeah, yeah, it has this. He has this little camera, super small camera, you know. And I put it. Uh, we put. I had to hold it on on my head or something. And walking around with that uh, it was very. I never saw something like that either. So yeah, it's really strange. Yeah. That was so unique. Like I saw that, and I was like, I've never seen that in a video. Before. Yeah, it's really cool. What, what I thought that's going on. Yeah, you guys were like bobbleheads all of a sudden. When they're spinning around, it was wild. So bizarre. The the heads are really big. It's really good. I like it a lot. Yeah, super great. <laughs> are you 
Are you doing any other videos for this album? Yeah, we wanted to make some more, but we will see. So it's I think it's another lockdown is coming. Mm. And uh, we will have uh, a lot of time now to shoot uh, videos. I want to I want to make a a video for I love you. I love you is my favorite song on the whole record. So I want to oh, make okay. a video for that song in my practice space. And for Blasphemy, we want to make one. And for uh, Yellow Snow Drink, we want to make one as well. So. <laughs> yeah, Yellow Snow Drink, I'm excited for what that video is going to be. <laughs> ah, it's going to be a good one, I tell you. So uh, I have this uh, girl actor, and she's like a black metal girl. And she makes, uh, she said she's going to act like silent movie stuff, something like that. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Str- Stranger to Me was also a track that, like, jumped out at me at first too oh yeah uh, that I really dug it sounded like early motorhead like uh yeah like f- first album motorhead to me send your pictures okay okay Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> yeah stranger to me i like a lot so, so we actually re- recorded that for slowly records we did a, a seven inch oh. uh for slowly a year ago with that song and so we re-recorded it for the album again so and you're coming over to the States, I saw. Uh, the Bourbon Room in L.A.? No, that's another Monsters. Oh, that's a different Monsters? Yeah. I don't know why this is on our page. I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> no, I have no idea. No, the internet fucked up there. So totally. Oh, okay. It's not, so, it's not us. It's not us, no. Too many, too many Monsters <laughs> yeah. for the internet to keep up. No, it's just the stupidest <laughs> name. You know, you can choose. You know, when I, when we are choosing the record, the name, the monsters, we thought, yeah, why not the monsters? But then finding out, what the fuck? Why the monsters? It's such it's a stupid <laughs> name. It's like the Beatles or so, you know, the stupidest name ever. But the monsters is worse. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you don't name your band the monsters. It's the stupidest name ever. But then we had it, so we have to live with it, so. Sure, sure. It's too late now. <laughs> it's too late, definitely. <laughs> do you ever come to the U.S. at all to do shows? Yeah, yeah, we did. We uh, we played the West Coast. No, the East Coast. Only the East Coast. We never played the West Coast. So we okay. played the CBGBs and the Maxwells and uh, Chicago. Oh, okay. We played and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. Are you coming back? Do you have any plans? At the moment, there's no plans to come to America. We cannot even travel to america so you know oh okay yeah everyone's uh, just, that's true. not allowed no one's allowed to do anything <laughs> no no yeah no one's allowed to go anywhere yeah no it's terrible really really yeah. bad so. we're forced but to we drink ho- the yellow snow yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we actually wanted to come to, you know to this uh, to mexico to play in mexico and then actually then go to the usa to tour with slovenly records with their van and stuff like that but of course, it didn't happen. It's a really hard time at the moment. We don't know what you do. Okay, so you're kind of on hold with the with the U.S. tour, but you are touring locally around Switzerland. Yeah, around Europe. I'm in Europe. Okay. Yeah, but not outside Europe. It's really hard. So the last tour was before COVID. We we did South East Asia. We did Vietnam, Taiwan, Japan, and everything. And uh, yeah, and the whole Europe with it, Spain and everywhere. My last show before uh, COVID was uh, was in Africa, and uh, oh wow, and that was that was uh, that was over. And then 
I never played a game outside of uh, Europe, so really sad. What, what I did hope you do this... in Africa? I played a show. Like where? Where in Africa? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's an island. It's uh, near uh, Madagascar. It's uh, this island called uh, La Réunion. And they made a, a one-man band festival. It was me, Bob, Bob Lock the Third, and uh, King Automatic. And when I played uh, before me, it was a voodoo priest, and he he was blessing me and the whole audience. And after the voodoo <laughs> priest, I played my show. So that was insane. I tell you, it was like <laughs> I never saw something like that in my life. It was uh, one of the most insane experiences ever. What kind of turnout was that? <laughs> Was that like hundreds, thousands? What, what was? Uh, no, no, it was very small. You know, it's oh, it's, okay. it's small. Yeah, yeah, small. Yeah, well, two hundred people or so. That's so cool, though. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. cool. Now, when yeah, you go amazing. To, yeah. when you do Asia, what's that like? Like, there is there like a punk rock scene, like like in certain parts of Asia that are like hotbeds for that stuff, or? You know, in Japan, we played already a couple of times. Japan is a, it's a great music scene. That they have really incredible rock and roll or punk or whatever they had. They have scenes, but then in in Vietnam, they are uh, uh, more oriented to kind of heavy metal or hardcore, something like that. But hardcore, not old school hardcore, more hardcore with with the short pants. You know, they they're walking strange. Yeah, <laughs> this kind of hardcore. But uh, then when, when we played like uh, trash rock and roll, they were like, what the fuck? What is, what is, what is that? So but it was so good. It was so funny how, how their reaction was. So, And uh, we, we did some great shows and we played together with the caveman together from New Zealand. Oh, they, they, are a, they are a crazy band. So super great. So. And one day we played in, in, uh, in Taipei. I don't remember the name of the town. A very small town in Vietnam somewhere. And uh, we had to have a, a guitar amp and a bass amp. And so uh, they said they, they found a guitar amp. They have, and they have one bass amp in the whole town. And so we, <laughs> we, had, we had this the bass amp and the, the, the guitar amp was like as big as a toast or something like that. So, you know, it was so much fun. And then the, the, uh, the caveman, they open up for us and they, uh, they are like a punk trash punk band from New Zealand and the, the, the bass player he thought okay let's let's do something really crazy he jumped on the on the on the on the table and he wanted to make a flip-flop out uh, you know from the from the table to the stage and then make a, a solo and stuff like that and then he started to make the jump and hit his head on the ceiling he the, the whole head was open blood was bringing out and he was <laughs> Yeah, on the floor, half death and stuff like that, and then uh, they, of course there's no no doctor and nothing there. So, but there was one in the audience. He said he read once a book about a doctor who saved someone. He can help. So, <laughs> so, so he took a tape. So stupid. So stupid. So he took the tape and and, and fixed his head so and gave him alcohol and stuff like that. <laughs> it was so stupid. He's just it was taping so this stupid. guy's head and he's like, "Here, yeah. take a shot." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have some tequila no. and walk it off. Yeah. Anyway, touring in Vietnam. 
touring in Vietnam is something like that. Anyway. <laughs> Now, how did you get hooked up with those random shows? Like, who did you contact to even get in on that? No, it's it's Pete Slovenly from uh, Slovenly Records. He organized. Oh, okay. He's a, he's an organizing genius. So he organized the whole shows. He got the, all the contacts, and it's uh, sometimes it's very chaotic, and sometimes it's very professional, but it's always very adventurous. So it's really good. So. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like you don't know yeah. what the fuck you're gonna get out of those. Like those are. Nah, it's amazing. No, it's a super. It's a mind blowing experience. God, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so crazy. Now, are any of the bands like on your the Voodoo Rhythm compilation number five that came out? Yeah. Um, these bands on here, do you are any one of them you tour with uh, like the most or play the most shows with or anything like that? Yeah, I think uh, it's a bad mojo. So I play a lot with the, with those guys. So they're from my town, and we play a lot together. So it's okay. my best friends, and they come to the shop and we drink together and stuff like that. Yeah. My favorite songs off this yeah. was um, the Nestor Donuts tune. Ah, uh, yeah, Infection and uh, Hanshu Wolves. Tell me. Oh, yeah. what a beautiful song. No, this girl, this is, she is like super amazing. And she lives here like in a, in a squatted area and with the whole family, there are like 30 people in the squatted area. And they, uh, it's, it's amazing. She's super desert, super slow. And uh, her personality she's really, is she's like... She's really talented, yeah. Yeah, and Very her talented. personality is exactly like the music you hear. So it's not mm -hmm. it's, it's like exactly her. So, so it's, it's amazing. And Nesta Donut, he's a high speed uh, Spanish guy who kind of hyperactive. You know, he speaks and yeah. blah blah blah. And life on stage, he gets naked and stage diving naked. <laughs> you know, he has like this leopard, uh, skin tight leopard dress he plays in. He's so hilarious. He's one of the best one man bands I saw ever saw in my life. He's the wildest at the moment. And he actually asked me to uh, to organize an American tour. So uh, we try to find some American shows for him. And hopefully, you can send him over really soon. So. Oh wow, that'd be awesome! Um, yeah, I'd be really into checking that out for sure. Yeah, see, uh, flamenco trash—it's something you don't hear everywhere. So. No, definitely not. <laughs> It's definitely a unique uh, <laughs> genre there. Now, what made you choose to do the Venom song for Black, the black metal cover you did? Yeah, I'm a big Venom fan, I have to say. So, when the first uh, "Welcome to Hell" album come, came out and the black metal album. Uh, I was young and I heard that the first time it was like, uh, for me, this was the change in my life. This was, wow, this is, my parents hated it. I bought the record, you know, <laughs> I put it full, full loud in my, my child room and they, they said, it's just, this is just noise, horrible music. And for me, this was like the best music ever in the world beautiful music from angels stuff like that so, and uh, when i was covering uh, songs that's done i i got this black metal song in my head and so i thought you know uh, always when i was listening to venom i i also hear blues music it's not uh 
it's not they are like not they they are not like a technical uh, normal heavy metal band. They go from classical music stuff like that. They are they are roots. Uh, you hear it the roots from Venom. They are definitely in rock and roll. So it's not in in classical music. So so I always hear blues music. So I thought, hey, I can make a blues song out of black metal, no problem. So I, and I did. I think. So. Yeah, I mean the way you did it is is amazing. I love when bands cover bands and do it in the way they vibe with it. You know, not note for note what the the original was or anything, but the way they kind of like how they take it on and how they hear it. Um, yeah, and, and I think you did like such a fucking incredible like that's that's an amazing cover of um, just in general of, of that song, but in general covering. I was just a really good job and taking on another song and just making yeah. your own and being awesome. Like, I, I, Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like blown away. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like that's like <laughs> a, a really interesting way of hearing it and translating it. And, yeah, and vibe. Yeah. It, it works so well. It's, it's a way almost no one else would have thought to do it. That's why it, it blows Super you unique. away. Yeah. 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 I think everybody has a, as the music of of uh, his favorite band, he sees it different. He sees a background of uh, of a band different, and I see Venom like I play it. So you know, uh, I know it's provocative music. And well, so I remember when Venom played in the early eighties in Switzerland. I was too too afraid to go to the show. You know, I was also uh, my friends told me let's go to the Venom show. I was I was too scared to go to see the Venom. <laughs> 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 I well, thought they they're gonna kill me or eat me or something like that. So, was so yeah, I was so in love with them. So, <laughs> when you hear a lot of interviews with a lot of like thrash metal dudes that look back on Venom as like one of their influences, they all kind of say the same thing. Like, because uh, Venom had such an intense satanic persona, and it yeah. was kind of something that really didn't wasn't shoved down your throat yet. Like, it wasn't. It was kind of pretty new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was totally yeah. new, totally new. Yeah, yeah. Now, as far as like new, do you what kind of what top forty music do you listen to? Any? Is there any top any 40. bands? Yeah, any uh, new bands or anything modern day that you hear that's popular that you like? I I dig that. Like I, I'm into that. Or is it or is it just like yeah, dull horse shit to you? Oof. Oh yeah, yeah, popular music so. Yeah, I know. I threw a Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really hard to say. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I listen to music that comes in my store and uh, that comes around. Dead Shaman, for, for example, kind of a Swiss band. And the Revox. And uh, there's, there's, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's really hard to say at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, yeah. Because I know it's very easy to, um, especially in like a like a streaming situation like Spotify, it's very easy to keep digging into more of what you like, and you get further yeah. and further away of what's actually you know the biggest shit on the radio or on you know whatever yeah. popular but medium. There, but there is very good music at that moment, I think. So there are really good bands. What I think, it's, uh, when I go to shows, I see a lot of things. Synth, synth punk at the moment, electro punk stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. so you're into like, I, I like, you like that the, as well. So, yeah. you like the Cure and stuff, and like, um, you know, I like so much stuff. I like, uh, I like early Cure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's it's just interesting because it's, it's so much music out there. It's so much to consume. 
and there's always new music, you know, coming to your to your ears. <laughs> whenever. Yeah. It is like, it's unreal. Like you're just being introduced to your label and then all the music on that label opened me up to a whole nother slew of yeah. shit out there. And now that guy digging into little by little. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I can, I can, se- I can send you some links uh, to bands I listen to at the moment. So, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, I will do that. I answer to your email and send you some new Swiss stuff and stuff I listen to. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> interested in hearing it out and, and telling other people about it. I mean, that's the whole point, yeah. like kind of what me and Carly do. Yeah. Um, for- I know. I just I just played uh, a couple of weeks ago with a band called Lassie. They're from Germany. L A. S S uh, Y. Oh, okay. They are fucking super amazing. It's like uh, like the B fifty twos mix of uh, mix B fifty twos and Devo and and strange and German and so fucking amazing. Blew my head off. One of uh, the new bands uh, was blow my head off. Super great. So. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'll have to check that out for sure, man. Uh, cool. And now, if people wanted to buy stuff, do you ship to the U.S.? Like, yeah, we ship, ship uh, worldwide. Yeah. So, it's so everything dot com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything is worldwide. Okay. So voodoo com, and you can find every band yeah. that goes through you and uh, yeah. all merchandise. And I gotta say, man, your aesthetic for your merchandise, like the, it's fucking spot on, man. You do it real well. That whole like surf rock creature from a black lagoon. Fucking oh, no. punk, yeah. <laughs> nanny, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses mixed with bullshit. Yeah. Fucking spot on. You know, there's a lot of like people that. that try to do it, but you do it really well. No, you, you yeah. do a good. Thank like, you. The fucked up horror punk garage. It's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's cool because, like, even when you, like, even if you were even into some of the bands, you'd probably just buy a shirt or just an album just to put on the wall yeah. or wear yeah. it because the art, the artwork for everything is just so fucking yeah. good. Yeah, it's a lot of, uh, it's a big part of the label to make an artwork and to make something look good. So, and I try to work on that, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to. You create a product. I create all the products for my bands. Uh, we create together, you know. Uh, we come up with an idea and then we build on something like that. So, you know, we give, we give, we, uh, I try to give those bands a character or something like that. So, and uh, yeah, sometimes it's turned out good, sometimes not so good. So, but mostly I'm, ha- I'm really happy with it. So. Do you use local artists to do the artwork or is this like stuff, some of it you actually do yourself? How does that work? Yeah, mostly myself. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. That's awesome, man. You're like a one, you really are the true one man show. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes uh, friends helping and so, but mostly it's like 90% I do all myself. So everything. Okay. So, like when you're you're rocking and rolling with the, the, the hi hat and the kick drum and the guitar and the microphone, you got a bag of markers and crayons in your back pocket. And you're ready to just yeah. throw out some ideas at the same, yeah. <laughs> at the same yeah, yeah. time. No, I, I collect a lot of uh, books and magazines and stuff like that, ideas and stuff like that, and to create something. It was always a dream for me to uh, to create record covers. Already when I was in school, so I wanted to make be a record cover designer, So, but that job doesn't exist. So I had to create a record <laughs> label to be the record cover designers. 
That's genius, I, man. There you go. Yeah, you see, created the job you wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the record cover is uh, it's, it's, uh, it's such a great format. So it's like uh, it's the size is amazing. You know, you can print it and uh, it, it, it has to be eye-catching and it has to be creative and it has to be... Uh, uh, you know, it's like it's a it's a great uh, it's a great great door to open uh, uh, to uh, to bands music. You know, to to get to let uh, let them let yourself into that music. So the record cover, it's, it's I love that format. Well, I could definitely say, man, all the work, energy, blood, sweat, and tears you put in everything is fucking spot on, two hundred percent amazing. Uh, you put up very, very quality shit. It's impressive. Thank you so much. <laughs> Anytime, man. Um, so, yeah, so voodoorhythm.com is for everything. Uh, now, the monster is that you don't have, like, individual websites for these bands, are there? Or is it all through, like, voodoorhythm.com and Bandcamp and stuff? Yeah, yeah. If the band has no web uh, web page, we make them a web page, and this is web page. It's on Bandcamp, then. Okay. Make them a little Bandcamp webpage and stuff like that. Some bands, they are completely not into computer or online and stuff like that, so we help them a little bit. Awesome, man. Um, you're an amazing person, dude. I, 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 I applaud the work that you put into this, and there's a lot of people crying at home right now wishing they could do all this, put all this effort in, but, you know, Netflix binging, fucking Pornhub, and other, other <laughs> shit. Distract is very distracting, and you know, yeah, wonder why no one gets down to their shows and, and all that kind of stuff like that. But yeah, it's very sad, huh? yeah, yeah. But um, you do a great job, so um, we'll end with that. And eventually, um, you know, Carly and I hope to get out to burn, man. I would love to come meet you and see your shop in person. Yeah, yes, I want to see I your so. shop, I want to see the cave yeah. in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very wanna... small shop, yeah, just to tell you, it's a small shop, it's not a big yeah. shop. So. I want to play Yellow Snow Drink with you in the cage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'll drink a lemonade, man. I'll drink a, yeah, lemonade. I'll drink a beer in the cave. <laughs> We're small people, so we'll yeah. walk out. Yeah. But um, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, B-Man, for getting on this call. It was awesome talking hey. to you. Um, Thank you. Thank you yeah, so man. much, huh? Please let us know of all future uh, shit that you're doing and anything you want us to listen to, or if you wanted, like, if you're pimping other bands and stuff, just let us know, and we'll definitely dig into it and tell I will. people about it. I will. Yeah. Hey, great right. talking to you. Thank you so much, huh? You too, man. Have a good day. Okay. Okay. Bye. Peace bye. Out, dude. bye. Right. Stay trash. Bye. 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 B